Chapter Eleven of When Patty Went to College. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. When Patty Went to College by Jean Webster. Chapter Eleven Local Color. The third senior table had discovered a new amusement with which to enlighten the tedium of waiting while Maggie was in the kitchen foraging for food. The game was called Local Color in honor of Patty Wyatt's famous definition in English class. Local color is that which makes a lie seem truthful. The object of the game was to see who could tell the biggest lie without being found out, and the one rule required that the victims be disillusioned before they left the table. Patty was the instigator, the champion player, the final victim of the game. Baron Munchausen himself would have blushed at some of her creations, and her stories were told with such an air of ingenuous honesty that the most outrageous among them obtained credence. The game in its original conception may have been innocent enough, but the rule was not always as carefully observed as it should have been, and the most unaccountable scandals began to float about college. The president of Christians had been called up for cutting chapel. The shark of the class had flunked her ethics, and even failed to get through on the re. Kathy Fair was an own cousin of Professor Hitchcock's and called him Tommy to his face. These, and far worse, were becoming public property, and even personal fabrications in regard to the faculty, intended solely for undergraduate consumption, were reaching the ears of the faculty themselves. One day, Patty dropped into an underclassman's room on some committee work, and she found the children, in the manner of their elders, regaling themselves on dainty bits of college gossip. "'I heard the funniest thing about Professor Winters today,' piped up a sophomore. "'Tell it to us. What was it?' cried a chorus of voices. "'I'd like to hear something funny about Professor Winters. "'He's the solemnest-looking man I ever saw,' remarked a freshman. "'Well,' resumed the sophomore, "'it seems he was going to get married last week, "'and the invitations were all out, and the presents all there, "'when the bride came down with the months. "'Really, how funny!' came in a chorus from the delighted auditors. "'Yes, on both sides, and the clergyman had never had it.' so the ceremony had to be postponed. Patty's blood froze. She recognized the tale. It was one of her own offspring, only shorn of its unessential adornments. Where in the world did you hear any such absurd thing as that? she demanded, severely. I heard Lucille Carter tell it at a fudge party up in Bonnie Connett's room last night, answered the sophomore, stoutly, sure that the source was a reputable one. Patty groaned. "'And I suppose that every blessed one of that dozen girls "'has told it to another dozen by this time, "'and that it's only bounded by the boundaries of the campus. "'Well, there's not a word of truth in it. "'Lucille Carter doesn't know what she is talking about. "'That's a likely story, isn't it?' she added with fine scorn. "'Does Professor Winters look like a man who'd ever dare propose to a girl, "'let alone marry her?' "'And she stalked out of the room and up to the single where Lucille lived. "'Lucille!' said patty what do you mean by spreading that story about professor winter's bride's mumps you told it to me yourself answered lucille with some warmth she was a believing creature with an essentially literal mind and she always had been out of her element in the lofty imaginative realms of local color i told it to you said patty indignantly you goose you don't mean to tell me you believed it i was just playing local color how should i know that you told it as if it were true. Of course, said Patty. That's the game. You wouldn't have believed me if I hadn't. But you never said it wasn't true. 
you don't follow the rule i didn't think it was necessary i never supposed anyone would believe any such absurd story as that i don't see how it was my fault of course it was your fault you shouldn't be spreading malicious tales about the faculty it's irreverent the story's all over college by this time and professor winters has probably heard it himself he'll flunk you on the finals to pay for it see if he doesn't and patty went home leaving a conscience smitten and thoroughly indignant lucille behind her about a month before the introduction of local color patty had entered upon a new activity which she referred to impartially as molding public opinion and elevating the press the way of it was this the college which was a modest and retiring institution craving only to be unmolested in its atmosphere of academic calm had been recently exploited by a sensational newspaper the fact that none of the stories was true did not mitigate the annoyance the college was besieged by reporters who had heard rumors and wished to have them corroborated for exclusive publication in the censor or advertiser or star and they would also like a photograph of miss bentley as she appeared in the character of portia and since she refused to give it to them they stated their intention of faking one which they gallantly assured her would be far homelier than the original the climax was reached when bonnie connet was unfortunate enough to sprain her ankle in basketball something more like a life-size portrait of her clothed in a masculine-looking sweater and a basketball under her arm appeared in a new york evening paper and scare heads three inches high announced in red ink that the champion athlete and most popular society girl in college was at death's door owing to injuries received in basketball bonnie's eminently respectable family descended upon the college in an indignant body for the purpose of taking her home and were with difficulty soothed by an equally indignant faculty the alumnae wrote that in their day such brutal games as basketball had not been countenanced and that they feared the college had deteriorated parents wrote that they would remove their daughters from college if they were to be subjected to such publicity the poor president was of course quite helpless before the glorious american privilege of free speech finally the college hit upon a partially protective measure that of furnishing its own news and a regularly organized newspaper corps was formed among the students with a member of the faculty at the head the more respectable of the papers were very glad to have a correspondent from the inside whose facts needed no investigation and the less respectable in due time betook themselves to more fruitful fields of scandal and happily forgot the existence of the college patty having the reputation of being an english shark had been duly impaneled and presented with a local paper at first she had been filled with a sense of the responsibility of the position and had conscientiously neglected her college work for its sake but in time the novelty wore off and her weekly budgets became more and more perfunctory in character the choice of patty for this particular paper perhaps had not been very far-sighted for the editor wished a column a week of what he designated as chatty news where it would have been wiser to have given her a city paper which required only a brief statement of important facts patty's own tendencies it must be confessed had a slightly yellow tinge and with a delighted editor egging her on it was hard for her to suppress her latent love for local color the paper however had a wide circulation among the faculty which circumstances tended to have chastening effect the day following patty's bride with the mumps contretemps with lucille happened to be friday and she was painfully engaged in her weekly moulding of public opinion it had been a barren week and there was nothing to write about 
she reviewed at length a set of french encyclopedias which had been given to the library and spoke with enthusiasm of a remarkable collection of jawbones of the prehistoric cow which had been presented to the department of paleontology she gave in full the list of the seventeen girls who had been honored with scholarships laboriously writing out their full names with miss attached to each and the name of the town and the state in its unabbreviated length and still it only mounted up to ten pages it took eighteen of patty's writing to make a column she strolled down to examine the bulletin board again and discovered a new notice which she had overlooked before friday january seventeenth professor james harkner wallace of the lick observatory will lecture in the auditorium at eight o'clock upon theories of the sidereal system patty regarded the notice without emotion it did not look capable of expansion and she did not feel the remotest interest in the sidereal system the brief account of the lecturer however which was appended to the notice stated that professor wallace was one of the best known of living astronomers and that he had conducted important original investigations if i knew anything about astronomy she thought desperately i might be able to spread him out over two pages an acquaintance of patty strolled up to the bulletin board did you ever hear of that man asked patty pointing to the notice never but i'm not an astronomer i'm not either said patty i wonder who he is she added wistfully it seems he's very famous and i'd really like to know something about him the girl opened her eyes in some surprise at this thirst for gratuitous information it did not accord with patty's reputation and ever after when it was affirmed in her presence that patty wyatt was brilliant but superficial she stoutly maintained that patty was deeper than people thought she pondered a moment and then returned lucille carter takes astronomy she could tell you about him so she does i'd forgotten it and patty swung off toward lucille's room she found a number of girls sitting around on the various pieces of furniture eating fudge and discussing the tragedies of one Maeterlinck. what's this said patty a party oh no said lucille just an extra session of the dramatic theory class don't be afraid there's your roommate up on the window seat hello pris what are you doing here said patty dipping out some fudge with a spoon there had been a disagreement as to how long it should boil just paying a social call what are you doing i thought you were going to hurry up and get through so you could go downtown to dinner i am said patty vaguely but i got lonely the conversation drifting off to maeterlinck again she seized the opportunity to inquire of lucille who's this astronomy man that's going to lecture tonight? he's quite famous isn't he very said lucille professor phelps has been talking about him every day for the last week where's the lick observatory anyway pursued patty i can't remember for the life of me whether it's in california or on pike's peak lucille considered a moment it's in dublin ireland dublin ireland asked patty in some surprise i could have sworn that it was in california are you sure you know where it is lucille of course i'm sure haven't we been having it for three days steady california you must be crazy patty i think you'd better elect astronomy i know it said patty meekly i was going to but i heard that it was terribly hard and i thought senior year you have a right to take something a little easy but you know that's the funniest thing about the lick observatory for i really know a lot about it read an article on it just a little while ago and i don't know how i got the impression but i was almost sure it was in the united states it just shows that you can never be sure of anything no said lucille it isn't safe 
Is it connected with Dublin University? asked Patty. I believe so, said Lucille. And this astronomy person, continued Patty, warming to her work, I suppose he's an Irishman, then? Of course, said Lucille. He's very noted. What's he done? asked Patty. It's said on the bulletin board he'd made some important discoveries. I suppose, though, they're frightful technicalities that no one ever heard of. Well, said Lucille, considering, he discovered the rings of Saturn and the Milky Way. The rings of Saturn! Why, I thought those had been discovered ages ago. He must be a terribly old man. I remember reading about them when I was an infant in arms. It was a good while ago, said Lucille, eight or nine years at least. And the Milky Way, continued Patty, with a show of incredulity. I don't see how people could have helped discovering that long ago. I could have done it myself, and I don't pretend to know anything about astronomy. Oh, of course, Lucille hastened to explain. The phenomenon had been observed before, but had never been accounted for. I see, said Patty, surreptitiously taking notes. He must really be an awfully important man. How did he happen to do all this? He went up in a balloon, said Lucille vaguely. A balloon? What fun! exclaimed Patty, her reportorial instinct walking to the scent. They use balloons a lot more in Europe than they do here. I believe he has his balloon with him here in America, said Lucille. He never travels without it. What's the good of it? inquired Patty. I suppose, she continued, furnishing her own explanation. It gets him such a lot nearer to the stars. That's without doubt the reason, said Lucille. I wish he'd send it up here, sighed Patty. Do you know any more interesting details about him? No, said Lucille. I can't think of any more at present. He's certainly the most interesting professor I ever heard of, said Patty, and it's strange I never heard of him before. There seem to be a good many things you have never heard of, observed Lucille. Yes, acknowledged Patty. There are. Well, Patty, said Priscilla, emerging from the discussion on the other side of the room, if you're going to dinner with me, you'd better stop fooling with Lucille and go home and get your work done. Very well, said Patty, rising with obliging promptitude. Goodbye, girls. Come and see me, and I'll give you some fudge that's done. Thank you for the information, she called back to Lucille. The Monday afternoon following, Patty and Priscilla, with two or three other girls, came strolling back from the lake, jingling their skates over their arms. "'Come in, girls, and have some hot tea,' said Priscilla, as they reached the study door. "'Here's a note for Patty,' said Bonnie Connaught, picking up an envelope from the table. "'Terribly official-looking. Must have come in the college mail. Open it, Patty, and let's see what you flunked.' "'Dear me,' said Patty, "'I thought that was a habit I'd outgrown freshman year.' They crowded around and read the note over her shoulder. Patty had no secrets. The Observatory, January 20. Miss Patty Wyatt. Dear Miss Wyatt, I am informed that you are the correspondent for the Saturday Evening Post Dispatch, and I take the liberty of calling your attention to a rather grave error which occurred in last week's issue. You stated that the Lick Observatory is in Dublin, Ireland, while, as is a matter of general information, it is situated near San Francisco, California. Professor James Hartner Wallace is not an Irishman. He is an American, though he has carried on some very important investigations. He is the discoverer of neither the rings of Saturn nor the Milky Way. Very truly yours, Howard D. Phelps. It's from Professor Phelps. What can he mean? said the twin in bewilderment. Oh, Patty, groaned Priscilla, you don't mean to say that you actually believed all that stuff. Of course I believed it. How could I know she was lying? She wasn't lying. Don't use such reckless language. 
"'I'd like to know what you call it, then,' said Patty angrily. "'Local color, my dear, just local color. The worm will turn, you know.' "'Why didn't you tell me?' wailed Patty. "'Never supposed for a moment you believed her. Thought you were joking all the time.' "'What's the matter, Patty? What have you done?' the others demanded, divided between a pardonable feeling of curiosity and a sense that they ought to retire before this domestic tragedy." oh tell them said patty bitterly tell everyone you see shout it from the dome of the observatory you might as well it'll be all over college in a couple of hours priscilla explained and as she explained the funny side began to strike her by the time she had finished they were all except patty reduced to hysterics the poor editor gurgled priscilla he's always after a scoop and he's certainly got one this time where is it patty the paper gasped bonnie I threw it away, said Patty sulkily. Priscilla rummaged it out of the wastebasket, and the four bent over it delightedly. Ireland's eminent astronomer, spending a few weeks in America, lecturing at the principal colleges, his famous discovery of the rings of Saturn made during a balloon ascension 3,000 feet in the air. Though this is his first visit to the States, he speaks with only a slight brogue, loyal son of old Ireland patty patty and you of all people to be so gullible professor james harkner wallace's parents will be writing to prexy next to say that their son can't lecture here any more if he's to be subjected to this sort of thing it's disgusting said bonnie connett feelingly when you've got through laughing i wish you'd tell me what to do tell professor phelps it was a slip of the pen a slip of the pen to the extent of half a column is good said the twin I think you girls are beastly to laugh when I am probably being expelled this minute. Faculty meeting doesn't come till four, said Bonnie. Patty sat down on the desk and buried her head in her arms. Patty, said Priscilla, you aren't crying, are you? No, said Patty savagely, I'm thinking. You will never think of anything that will explain that. Patty looked up with the air of one who has received an inspiration. I'm going to tell him the truth. "'Don't do anything so rash,' pleaded the twin. "'That is, of course, the only thing you can do,' said Priscilla. "'Sit down and write him a note, and I'll promise not to laugh till you get through.' Patty stood up. "'I think,' she said. "'I'll go and see him.' "'Oh, no! Write him a note. It's loads easier.' "'No,' said Patty, with dignity. "'I think I owe him a personal explanation. Is my hair all right? "'If you girls reveal this to a single person before I come back, I'll not tell you a thing,' he says. She added, as she closed the door. Patty returned half an hour later, just as they were finally settling down to tea. She peered around the darkening room, finding only four expectant faces. She leisurely seated herself on a cushion on the floor and stretched out her hand for a steaming cup. What did he say? What kept you so long? Oh, I stopped in the office to change my electives, and it delayed me. You don't mean to tell me that man made you elect astronomy? Priscilla asked indignantly. Certainly not, said Patty. I shouldn't have done it if he had. Oh, Patty, I know you like to tease, but I think it's odious. You know we're in suspense. Tell us what happened. Well, said Patty, placidly, gathering her skirts about her, I told him exactly how it was. I didn't hide anything, not even the bride with the mumps. Was he cross or did he laugh? He laughed, said Patty, till I thought he was going to fall off his chair. And I looked anxiously around for some water and a call bell. He really has a surprising sense of humor for a member of the faculty. Was he nice? Yes, said Patty. He was a dear. 
when he got through discussing universal truth i asked him if i might elect astronomy and he said i would find it pretty hard the second semester but i told him i was willing to work and he said i really showed a remarkable aptitude for explaining phenomena and that if i were in earnest he would be glad to have me in the class i think a man as forgiving as that ought to be elected said priscilla you certainly have more courage than i gave you credit for said bonnie i never could have gone over and explained that to a man in the wide world patty smiled discreetly when you have to explain to a woman she said in the tone of one who is stating a natural law it is better to write a note but when it is a man always explain in person End of chapter 11